The Arizona Coyotes having a new assistant coach to be behind the bench alongside Andre Torney. We're going to talk about him, learn more about him, what he does, and the kind of qualities he's going to be bringing to Arizona. And we're talking about other Arizona Coyotes news all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlak right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, the number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, which does mean we'll never have a paywall for you guys to ever access our content. we got a great show for you guys today. If you're watching on YouTube, you see we have a guest, J.D. Young from Locked On Sharks, joining us to help us learn about a, uh, a new assistant coach. <laughs> JD, welcome to the show. We're going to, obviously going to get more into it in a, in a little bit, but welcome to the welcome to the show. It's been a while since we've talked on the show. It has, especially now that uh, we're not division rivals anymore. It's you know we used to the Desert Dogs drinking game is now RIP. Um, yeah, we we no longer there's no longer a, a doormat in the Pacific known as the Coyotes. It is now the Sharks. We have taken over that, and uh, thank you for your services there. <laughs> Uh, glad we could be we could be of service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. I was hoping the Kraken would, but like when you have veneers and right like down the middle, that's going to be awesome. The Ducks are going to be better. The King, yeah, it's it's doormat season for the Sharks. <laughs> I mean, do what we do, embrace it. <laughs> I believe me, I've been trying to embrace it for a while. I've been embracing the tank for a while, but you know, the powers to be, not so much. Absolutely. Uh, did, you, did you have something else to add, Carl? No, uh, we should probably not spend too much time discussing okay. the Pacific okay. Division. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, for those that don't know the reason why we have JD, because he, again, um, he's the host of Locked On Sharks, and the Arizona, Coy- uh, the Arizona Coyotes have hired a new assistant coach, John Madden, as an assistant coach to be alongside Andre Torney. He was most recently an assistant coach at the San- with, with the Sharks, and that's why we're having J.D. to kind of help us learn more about this kind of guy. Yeah, so John Madden, uh, like he, he was a, the assistant coach for the Sharks in the past two years. He worked with their forwards, and he ran their penalty kill. And as bad as the Sharks have been recently, their penalty kill has actually been really, really good, and he, he's a big reason for that. And, you know, the, the thing that you're going to see, especially – with, with him is how active he he wants the forwards to be where you know they're always pursuing always pursuing always pursuing the puck and that that led to a you know a very successful penalty kill for the sharks they were second in the league last year um in the penalty kill they were kind of middle of the pack in the bubble year but when you have to play you know the avalanche in, in vegas eight times your, your penalty kill is going to look bad but um, you know, but last year, you know, the, the Sharks they struggled to score goals. Um, but their 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 forwards were much more proactive with their defense. And um, you know, like I said, you saw that on the penalty kill, and you saw that with, with the Sharks with you know, they they couldn't score goals, but did a, a much better job than they had in previous years in 
having a more active forwards in the defensive zone and, and trying to, you know, at least try to get the puck out of the zone. <laughs> I mean, definitely sounds like a good thing for the Coyotes. Uh, the Coyotes had the 28th penalty kill last season, uh, tied with the Winnipeg Jets, uh, killing 75%. Uh, the Jets, the Canucks, the Kraken, and the Red Wings uh, were below them, which was just, you know, just goes to show what company they were keeping. So definitely need to improve the penalty kill. Yeah, and, you know, like the Sharks last year before kind of everything fell apart, you know, they wanted to be that kind of defensive grinded out team. And it worked for, you know, the first kind of quarter of the season before the COVID kind of shut down and then everything kind of fell apart with the Sharks. But you know, they wanted to win every game kind of three to two or two to one type of thing. And having the, you know, the, the forwards be a very proactive part of the defense was kind of their, their calling card. And, you know, when Bob Bugner missed a bunch of games last year due to COVID, I think that was like in November. And we, we lovingly gave the team the Sharkuda because they were, you know, half of the Barracuda team was up playing with the Sharks and, you know, Madden was the coach then, and I thought he did a pretty solid job there, especially given the talent that they had. And they were very competitive against a lot better teams and won games that they probably shouldn't have just because I, I thought of the way he kind of held the team together, this bandaged, you know, duct tape team of of Barracuda guys who, you know, I think seven of you know were making their first, like, NHL games, you know, appearances during that time. So, you know, I thought he did a good job stepping in when needed. Uh, and I, Like I said, I thought he did a really good job with the forwards, making them way more, more active in the defensive zone, which is something the Sharks just haven't been very good at recently. Um, what, what, what can you say about the, uh, the kind of, like, uh, penalty kill style? Um, uh, if at all, you can, you can talk about uh, that, uh, that John Madden employed. Again, it was, it was uh, very aggressive with the forwards, right? Where, you know, you're going to see them pursuing the puck. And, you know, of course, you're going to, that's going to leave you susceptible to kind of like the, the cross ice passes. But the hope is to try to, like, if you're pursuing the puck, it, it makes whoever the puck carrier, they have to kind of be quicker and think on their feet a little bit quicker and they can't kind of get settled in. Um, and then, that, of course, it's going to lead to, to shorthanded, uh, you know, attempts. And the Sharks did have a, a fair amount of shorthanded attempts during that time. Uh, with him as, as the penalty killer. So again, trying to create chaos on for the, the the power play team is kind of the 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 staple for it. And you know, you saw it work a lot better at the beginning of the season, but then as you know, guy, you know, guys kind of fell off and they started bringing in some of their their AHL guys. And um that's where they kind of fell apart a little bit. But I mean they were still the second best penalty kill in, in the NHL last season. So anything else from you, Carl? I'm just kind of trying to think because um, last season Clayton Keller made his debut as a penalty killer, uh, and it was it was definitely a bit of a surprise. Uh, Clayton Keller is not the type of player you would think would be killing penalties, but he was doing it surprisingly well. Do you think that Madden would keep a player like him, or is he more like kind of a traditionalist with it? Especially since it sounds like it could be like maybe a, a heavy heavier penalty kill, or can you just kind of shed some light on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we the Sharks had a lot of, you know, like Logan Gator played a lot of, you know, penalty kills, and you know, of course, he's uh, known for his kind of two way game. You know, Tomas Hurdle was on the penalty kill a lot. You know, you you definitely had your your kind of penalty kill specialists like Nick Benino and, and Matt Nieto. 
Um, but we definitely, at the end of the season, we started to see some of the younger guys getting the those penalty kill minutes. You know, a Rudolph Spalsers, who unfortunately, you know, is not with the, the, the Sharks anymore. Um, you know, you you saw some of these kind of younger guys who they wanted to try to round out their game, and they were getting those penalty kill opportunities. And again, trying to play that aggressive penalty kill where, you know, having guys who are really speedy, who can kind of, you know, hopefully spring one, out there and so you know i think clayton keller would be a, a perfect penalty killer in, in the madness you know defensive kill because again with that speed that he he possesses where you know he can be on top of of the puck carrier right away and then you know hopefully he gets that poke checker gets you know makes them force an error and then all of a sudden he's off the other way trying to get a, a shot off so nice awesome is there anything that um that we you feel like we should know that we, that we're not asking about um, about John Madden as a coach, an assistant coach that uh, that you feel like Coyotes fans and just you know just Coyotes you know people in general should know about him. No, I, I think you know he's he's definitely kind of an old school coach. So you know he's with the younger players, you know, and the Coyotes are going to have of course going to have a ton of younger players, but um, you know he he wants those guys to earn it. He's not going to give it to them um, type of situation, but. You know, he's going to give them opportunities to try to earn it. And I think, like I said, for a team that's kind of struggled with their penalty kill, I think he's going to be a great hire for them. And, you know, especially with these younger younger forwards that the Coyotes have, where helping to distill that kind of defensive structure in their game, because it's, you know, offense, that's kind of comes naturally, but defense is, is more of an effort and, a, and an attention to detail. And I think he's the perfect guy for young players like that, where he can kind of instill that that work ethic and that the defensive value to make them, you know, the cliche, the whole 200 foot game players. So. Awesome. Uh, well, JD really appreciate you, uh, you know, you know, telling us all about, all about John Madden as a coach and you know, helping us understand it once again, as he becomes the uh, next assistant coach, right. To be alongside Andre Torney in the uh, Coyotes rebuild years. Um, we're going to now just, Turn to you, just kind of like let everyone know where to uh, where to find you and your. I do like the era, the rebuild years. Are gonna yes, <laughs> shirts will be sold and everything. Yep. So um, you can find me, of course, on Twitter at my Fryhole. Uh, you can find the show at Locked On Sharks. Uh, had a lot of good interviews recently, including uh, one William Eklund a couple weeks ago. So you can go check that out. Uh, I've got some more of the Barracuda guys coming up here as well. So uh, make sure you you guys are checking me out over at Locked On Sharks. JD Young, yeah, definitely time. a great follow. Make sure to check him out. Oh, That's a terrible cool. follow. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. All right, thank you. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We got it. We're just going to discuss a little bit more about this higher in just a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about our partners at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource of all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, sport scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today Use your or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again, everyone, for making this show your first listen every day. Once again, it's Locked On Coyotes. I'm Robin Leon, you're alongside Carl Pavlock. 
Um, thanks again for to JD Young for helping us break down the uh, the hire and kind of kind of getting us you know telling us about John Madden. I think um, you know really helping us understand the kind of coach that he's going to be for Arizona. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I will say this: uh, there's there's not really a good central database for assistant coaches. Um, so when something like this happens, when we get a new hire it can be kind of tough for us to know like what they're going to be like. Um, so having a person who has followed him, who has seen kind of what he is like as a coach definitely gives you a real insight into like kind of what you think. Uh, I was very excited to hear that uh, Clayton Keller should be a good fit for his penalty kill system because I do think he's going to continue that role next year, hopefully. Absolutely. And especially what's nice to hear that, you know, that, you know, he was the kind of coach that, um, led the number two penalty kill in the NHL. Like, like that's night and day difference from the um from the Arizona Coyotes. And obviously, there's gonna be personnel difference. So there's, you know, you're not gonna expect the Coyotes to be a top five penalty kill, but still, like, it's gonna help, right? Having a coach in there who can do a lot better than than what we had. Yeah, it could only be an improvement, I think. Um, and. You know, it, it seems like a good addition. What I, I really liked um, is JD kind of mentioned that he was more of an old school coach, when whereas Bear, definitely more of the new school. Like, he comes from handling younger players. Um, he That was kind of the reason he was hired. And, and I do like that, you know, diversity of voice in the room in that sense, where you get, like, the older guy, the, the younger guy. Uh, definitely not complete diversity but uh you, you know what i'm saying although looking at it john madden only 49 yeah like Not he may be one of the last of the old school guys probably <laughs> probably <laughs> just like oh yeah um but it's nice to see nice nice to see the differences coming in there. Nice to see that the Coyotes are you know round you know filling out their um you know their bench because you know that's one of the that, that was one of the big question marks that we had going into the offseason, right? Because they decided not to renew con- the contracts of their other assistant coaches um, of Phil Housley and I'm blanking on the other names, but like yeah. Uh- I can't remember either, but I mean, I, I think like this is a, a very nice kind of addition for the Coyotes, uh, and it seems like a player who's going to or a coach who's going to really fit it well. Um, just kind of for anyone who's unaware, John Madden won the Selkie Trophy for best defensive forward in two thousand and one, and finished second in two thousand three, oh four, and oh eight. And I do think the Coyotes need to get better defensively. And bringing in a guy who has that defensive mindset is really going to, you know, I think help this team. Uh, I, I hope he doesn't, like, completely grind everything to a halt. I'd still like mm-hmm. to see, you know, Clinton Keller have his creativity. But other than that, like, kind of looking at the players they have, it seems like a really good fit. I mean, what's cool is the fact that, you know, like, he was a, so he was still a forward. So, obviously, he's, he's still, you know, forward-minded. Um, but with that defensive mind, like in the fact that he, you know, he was running the, um, you know, running the penalty kill is, you know, what's like, 
that tells you something right there. The kind of the, the kind of coach and the kind of the kind of coach he is now, and the kind of player that he was. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, do you think well, the Cavs are pretty much all maxed out at their assistant coaches now, right? Or do you think there's going to be one more addition? I think they will have one more addition because I think. Uh, wait. Oh, that's right. Because they because. Um. Uh, I mean, no, they still have a couple coaching moves they have to make because. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking at because I'm just looking at the rest here. Um, well, first off, uh, the Tucson Roadrunners don't have a coach, so that's they're, they're definitely going to need to add a coach to the that's organization. A, a blurring, pro, a blurring, you know, um, vacancy there. Um, plus, I mean. How many of the, how many assistant coaches left? I think like I know Housley left, but who else? I'm looking at the I'm looking at the list because they're because the staff still lists um, Stillman and Schwab, and and Duhamel. If that's the case, then. I would say then, yeah, then then Madden rounds it out. Yeah. Other than their AHL coach. Um, yeah. Yeah, other than that. Which, I mean, it's a, it's a fine group. It's definitely, we are getting to see who Torini is as a coach and by his assistant coaches. I, I think that was definitely an area where you know, under Tockett, people judged a lot of his play on what his assistant coaches brought. And, you know, he's not fully responsible for that, but he's the head coach. So he is responsible for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was a lot like that. that that's good, definitely going to be interesting to see how all that plays out, how it's all going to work. Um, and yeah, how. So first, of course, how Madden fits in and how he and how that rounds out for the Coyotes, but also, like you mentioned, the fact that the Coyotes still need um, a head coach to sit behind the bench for the Roadrunners, and at the same time, likely two assistant coaches, because like I mentioned before earlier um, last week, the fact that yeah, now there's a big question mark of if the Coyote, if the Roadrunners hire someone other than the current one of the two assistant coaches, I don't see either of them staying. So yeah, the the Coyotes still have a lot of things they need to do. Like it's a it's a busy off season remaining. What they need another goaltender. They're probably going to need to make a trade, uh, acquire some veteran. Uh, Got to re-sign Lawson Kraus. Got to re-sign Barrett Hayton. There is a lot to do on Bill Armstrong. It feels like things are starting to quiet down, but they're not yet. Yeah, especially because we now have fish like there. There's official arbitration date set for for um, 
for Lost in Chaos, which I think was like what sometime in the second week of August. Um, let me pull that up real quick. Like I'm pretty sure that's what August eighth. August eighth. So yeah, second week of August. Same day as Ethan Bear and Zach McEwen. So now there's a now there's a de- like a dead set clock to negotiate with Lawson Krauss. Yes. Before, uh, before, so before it gets to the arbitrator. Yeah. Still plenty of time. Uh, well over, you know, two weeks. So uh, I think that there's, there's not, I don't have any concerns about the Coyotes getting it done. Um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about because uh, I was asked to, to speak on Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel spent a lot of time with Lost Crowds last year. Right. Um, you got to believe he was responsible for a lot of those, you know, 20 goals that he hit. Do do you suspect that the team could say, like, hey, we're looking at a potential drop in play because you're not going to have Phil Kessel as a line mate? Yeah, I think that's probably what they might go down, like the road, the route they might go down. Should it, should they go, um, should it get to that point? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, if Lawson Krause really is that good, he can pair well against another good forward. Yeah. Is he going to have another good forward to play with though? Uh, Cause th- the- that was always the thing about, about Kraus. He tended to be on like the weird third line and I don't know who his line mates are going to be. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's something else. Like, yeah, I, I, I imagine the Coyotes are going to be able to get this deal done with Lawson Krause. I, I don't have any concerns about that, but it's one of those things. We're just like looking at this lineup. I, I, I think he may take a dip in production just because he is not going to have like a guy like Kessel unless he gets like, I don't know, maybe him and Nick Ritchie have really good chemistry. He would kind of be. Yeah. Or uh, maybe Nate Smith, Smith and Kraus. That, that may be fun. What I'm curious, what, what I'm, what I'm still curious about, is what really is what, what is Kraus looking for? If he what, if he's actually looking for the dollar value, or if he's looking for the term, because that, yeah. because that, that's also something we don't know, right? Like maybe he just wants longer term. Like, would you be willing to commit? To longer term, if you're Bill Armstrong, on a team friendly deal, yeah. I mean, if he's like on a team friendly, yeah, team friendly dollar value, absolutely, because like that would allow the Coyotes, should they feel like it's necessary, to ship him out at any time without having to worry about overvaluation. And you're like, I don't want to take on that contract kind of deal. Yeah, but I, I do imagine if it got to the point where they're shipping him out, he has seen a, a drop in production too. Yeah, true. Which is interesting to kind of you know think about all the possibilities, right? Like, 
and I'm thinking, you know, you, when you make a negotiation on longer term, I don't know what, like, I don't know what he'd ask for, right? But, you know, let's say the Coyotes are offering two and he wants, like, you know, five. Obviously, that's out of it, like, just like whatever, but, you know. Sure. Three or four isn't out of the realm of possibility. It's like, yeah, I mean, four is still on the higher end to give to give him, especially when there's a lot of question marks still around Kyrie's team. Three is a pretty safe number. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do think that you know, from everything we've heard, Bill Armstrong loves Lawson Krause. He is mm-hmm. the type of player that he wants. Um, and I mean, looking at who he drafted. The, you know, Connor Geeky, uh, Maverick Lemieux. Could those be like future Lawson Krauses? Maybe. Like, the, it's, yeah. it's the build um, that they have. So I, I, I do think that, you know, he's kind of a player that the team would want to stick around. I know when I think about who the team might declare captain, you know, after next season, it, it's Keller or Krause. So. Uh, that, that yeah, that's definitely one, one of the reasons why it's one of the it's definitely one of those two <laughs> yeah it, it's one of the reasons why i i think that the the team should probably go for term and you know lock him in long term um even if he does have like a drop without kessel i i don't know how substantial it's going to be although that that snake bitten year the the year prior that was just rough how long how long are you think are you going like six years Uh, I dramatically take a sip of water. Uh, six years is a bit long, but I would go five. Five. five? Yeah. I don't. I think we rarely hear like a five-year contract. I don't know why. I don't. It's like five years. Either like two, three, four, six, seven, eight. Because <laughs> uh, Kraus is twenty-five. Five years has him locked up for his prime years. Um, and you know, if he does start to regress, he, he will, you know, probably do that when he gets to 30. So I think it's a good one. Um, I would not be upset with six though. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and again, like I I think, especially if you do a team friendly dollar value that can kind of help you know, move some things around in the future. Not maybe not moving him around, but like take care of other players. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, you want to keep it to a team friendly deal. Like the Coyotes have players like Bedard uh, or not. Well, <laughs> they don't have them yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Cooley um, and Gunther, these guys could be superstars. Mm-hmm, absolutely. There's, and you definitely want to make sure you have money to pay them like that. Because, you know, five years from now, if there's a loss in Kraus contract, that's like a weight around this team. That's going to be bad. Plus as a slight half joke, Austin Matthews would not be opposed to coming home to Arizona at the end of his contract with, with the Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you're going to want money for that. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, although, listen to us talking about the Coyotes having uh, cap problems. <laughs> oh, we weren't that far removed from them. Uh, that was a that was an interesting time. But but yeah, now no, they have uh, more money, but they know what they could do. 
I, I do think that they are going to hopefully get some, you know, good deal in place because you know, we're talking about having a new coach for the for the forwards. Kraus is going to be a big part of the forwards group. Right. Absolutely. Any final thoughts you'd like to share before we close things off? Um uh, not especially. Uh, I just recently on five for howling put up a post on Jay Beagle where I, uh, once again, get to talk, uh, about the fight in the Anaheim ducks game. So, so go read that. Uh, it was fun to just immediately start an article with 300 words about a fight. Uh, did you talk about the fight? Did you talk about the, uh, commentary? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I talked about both. Um, I, I, I talked mostly about the fight, and then I mentioned the commentary as, I think, the driving, just kind of the reason it is looked at the way it is. Um, in a way where I, I don't necessarily think that people have a accurate view of this uh, situation. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, though, we're, that's going to be it for today's episode of Lockdown and Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks, and thanks again, everyone, for tuning in today's episode. And also thanks to JD Young for joining us on today's, today's episode earlier to help us talk to us about Coyotes' new assistant coach, John Madden. And as a teaser for you guys, don't forget to tune in to tomorrow's episode. We have another episode of the Grow the Game series. Justin Emerson. Uh, formerly of House of Sparky and the Arizona State hockey team is going to be joining us as we talk the Wolves on Devil Hockey. We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's episode. You don't, you don't not want to miss it. Anyways, once again, thanks everyone for tuning in today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. Don't forget to howl on. <laughs>